Welcome to The Porch Cast, the podcast where we talk about being a creative business owner and all the crazy ups and downs that go along with that. I'm your host, Kristen Sweeting, and I can't wait to get started. So we have both bottles of bourbon now. We're pretty golden. All we need is a straw and we're good. (laughs) A friend of mine told me recently that you can't ever be taken seriously if you're drinking from a straw. Mm-mm. And I'm like, I don't know. I love straws. <laughs> I want to make, I don't want that to be true. <laughs> but it, his voice was in my head today when I was at a coffee shop and I got an iced coffee and I didn't drink it out of a straw because I would look less legit. <laughs> That's incredible. Yeah, no, I, I think the, I think straws are completely acceptable in a public place. Especially with you don't want to trust the glass. Drink of bourbon. E- e- well, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Well, I think it's really appropriate that we're talking about um, parenting as a business person after our um, kids have been put to bed. (laughs) Absolutely. It's like 930 at night. All of the children are asleep. I know. And we're binge drinking bourbon. (laughs) I love it. Cheers. Well, thanks for joining me on my porch with some bourbon to talk about. Running a business after having a family. Yes. It's quite the adventure. (laughs) Well, do you want to start kind of telling your story of how you got into photography? Kind of, you know, does every client ask you that when you have your client phone calls? I feel like I get asked that question a lot. I think that I actually volunteer it a lot. They probably don't care, but (laughs) (laughs) I usually talk about it. Uh, Yeah, so I have always... It's kind of a little bit of a generic story. It's not all that interesting, but I... I think your story um, is super interesting. Well, I've always... Rockstar photographer. always loved taking pictures, and uh, even more than that, I loved making movies. So I always wanted to be... I always wanted to make movies. Um, One of the first movies I saw in the theater was Jurassic Park. Oh, my gosh. I mean, big, big movies. And... I remember being so stoked because it was like the first PG-13 movie I'd ever seen. <laughs> and I was, I think I was 11 or 10 when that came out. And I was like, this is going to be so awesome. And then I found myself crawling into my dad's lap at 11 years old when the T-Rex came out. And so I was scared. so terrified because I'd never seen anything like that. But all I could think about was I have to do this for the rest of my life. So right after that, Toy Story came out. And I just wanted to be an animator. I drew a lot. I was a big artist. I, I grew up looking at comic books and drawing and everything like that. And then that kind of evolved into making movies. And so we made movies all through high school. And my mom gave me her old AE1 Canon. Yeah, so I, started I love shooting that camera. That. Still have it. And, um, and then after high school, I traveled. Um, I went on... Uh, a mission training camp school called Youth with a Mission, YWAM. Yeah, yeah. And I met this guy there. We were in Hawaii for four months and met this guy there. Hawaii for four months. Oh, yeah. That's it was amazing. brutal. It, you <laughs> that know, sucks so much. You know, we're just trying to, you know, it's all for the Lord. Don't struggle <laughs> for it. But, um, yeah, so met this guy there. We ended up becoming really, really good friends. And um, let's see, I guess we were 18. 
And we went to India for a month and Nepal for a month, and we just shot everything. We shot the streets of Kolkata and went up to Kathmandu and shot the Himalayas and all this stuff. It was incredible. Wow. Well, photos or video or both? Photos. All okay. fo- well, I shot a little bit of video. I was actually the videographer for the trip. That was my mission oh, cool. job. So it was awesome. Um, but that guy was Tech Pataja, who's now a huge wedding photographer. Yeah, that's amazing. And um, so shortly after that, um, I think kind of that trip really helped me to blend. Like I really wanted to take pictures as much as I wanted to shoot video. So after that, I went to Full Sail, which is a film school down in Orlando, and spent a lot of time in the darkroom, which was by far the best part of that entire school. Spent a lot of time there. Shortly after that, I graduated from there and worked on all kinds of random stuff. I was on a hunting and fishing show for almost six years. and uh, Do you still make your own deer jerky? I do. I just got deer back today that I I shot a deer last week. I went to college, got back, did some random jobs. Hunting and fishing show was wild, and I was also shooting people's weddings. People were asking me to do video at their weddings and sometimes take pictures at their weddings. Do you remember how the first one happened? Like, Uh, how did you go from— I do. It was a friend from high school who—this was in 2006, which is the first—that was the first year that I was married. And— so you didn't start shooting weddings till you were married? Mm-mm. Okay. No, I, I think that was the first one, Ryan Jarman, and I went to high school with him. And this is a funny side note, too. Tech was a groomsman in my wedding. And I remember right before that, he asked me, we're taking way too long. We need to talk about kids. But we're, but anyways, we, no, um, this is perfect. <laughs> he was a groomsman in my wedding. He was like, dude, I'll totally shoot it. And I was like, no, 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 it's fine. It's fine. I want, I want you to be in it. And our wedding photographer was not tech. And tech, if you're <laughs> listening, I've, for the rest of my life, that was my biggest regret. Your you should have shot regret. my wedding instead of been in it. But I do love you. Anyway, so um, I shot this guy's wedding just because he had seen that I had taken pictures and just asked me, hey, you've got a camera. Can you shoot this? And I loved it. I had so much fun. I was putting the veil over them. And it was in this, like, really interesting location. And they got married in the foyer of a church where, like, people were walking in and out while we were having the ceremony. Wow, yeah, that's super unique. It was just really, yeah, so, but I loved it. So there I rekindled with a friend from high school who happened to be brothers with the guys from Paramore. And so Nate, who who I've known since I moved here, basically, um, asked me to shoot his wedding, Nate Farrow, the brother, other two brothers, who I also knew very well, but they were really young when I was in school, they're part of the band. So I shot his wedding, and while we were at that wedding, they said, dude, you should go out on tour with us and shoot, just shoot some video and some photos for a couple weeks. We're on our last run of this tour. So I talked to my wife about it. She's like, yeah, you should do it. So I went out and did that, and that ended up being three years of my life. Three years touring, of tour photographer. With, yeah, tour photography. I directed three of their music videos and shot. I was in Rolling Stone, which was really fun. Oh my god! Yeah, so it was it was a wild, wild adventure. Well, that's um, incredible how like one thing just dominoed into another thing, yeah. and without yeah. even really trying, all this stuff just happened. It was crazy. So, but every time I would come home, I was shooting weddings, and I just kind of felt myself. I was being drawn to that. So on that final year with Paramore, I was so worn out. I had been on tour for eight months out of the year and Aaron and I were starting to talk about having kids and how would that affect me being on tour all the time 
And so I, I quit with Paramore in 2010 uh, and started shooting weddings full-time. And then in November of 2012, I went to Jose Villa's workshop. And that really kind of shifted a whole... That really shifted my business from kind of trying to figure out where this thing was going to, like, full steam ahead. Yeah. Were you shooting film at your weddings before that? Because now you're film and hybrid photographer. Were you doing that before that workshop, or was that kind of the tipping point? I sold that Mamiya to you. (laughs) I know. Thank you. (laughs) That started my film career, so cheers. Yeah, cheers. (laughs) I sold that to you, I believe, to have the money to buy the contacts, which is what I took to Jose Villa. So that would have been... So I was shooting film... But it was very, it was not a whole lot. It wasn't every wedding. And I still consider myself really more of a hybrid shooter. But I really started shooting 80% of my weddings on film after Jose's workshop. Gotcha. So so 2012, um, I went to Italy with Aaron for a week right before Jose's workshop. Okay. And that was kind of our last trip before having kids, right? Amazing. And then went to Jose's workshop and got home late that night, and I was completely exhausted. We have this incredible dog uh, who is just loving all over me and just licking on me and everything. I'm just like, oh, my gosh, I'm exhausted. I just got back from Mexico, yada, yada, yada. What I didn't realize was he was bringing me a baby boot because Aaron <laughs> oh was trying gosh. to tell me that we're pregnant, right? <laughs> so like, welcome home, honey. Yeah, so that was an amazing surprise. So nine months after Italy, we had Tally. Amazing. Uh, yeah. So um, that was an incredible, ch- just life-changing thing. Tally is our firstborn daughter, and she was born on my birthday. So I'm, you know, she's wrapped. I'm wrapped around her finger for eternity. Oh yeah, of course you are. Um, and she was my birthday present, my thirtieth birthday present. So. Wow. Yeah. So becoming a parent kind of lined up with when you really went for it with wedding photography. Mm-hmm. I mean, pretty much from that moment. Now, I have I have really always kind of worked as a freelance. From I've never really had a boss except for the hunting and fishing thing. Right. He was kind of like my boss, but, I mean, I shot and edited and everything, and he was kind of my producer. Um, so, like, all of your 20s, you were doing freelance mm-hmm. work. Used to that lifestyle. Used to that lifestyle. Used to, you know, making what I put in. Um, and so, you know, when when we had Tally, uh, my wife, who was a very successful businesswoman at her job, um, told me that she was quitting. You know, she wanted to be a full-time mom and she didn't want to do her thing anymore. And so that kind of was like, oh, crap. Like, now it's time for me to really start working full time and, and, and really pulling in, you know, instead of half of our finances down, pulling in all of it. Um, and so that really started to change everything. For me, when things shifted from like running a business, being freelance, like I felt very confident in what I was doing of like making money, working, being married. And then you threw a baby into the mix and my life kind of like I just didn't know what was happening and business got way harder. All these different things happened. But like, what was that experience like for you? Um, 
you know, coming at it in a different way of like your wedding started kind of at the same time, but also, you know, the financial pressure all started kind of at the same time. Mm -hmm. What was that? What was that transition like of like, now you're a dad. Also, a lot has changed all at the same time. Yeah. Well, a huge thing that changed was, well, and the, the, the starter for all this is that when Aaron had Tally, she was still working. And so for the first six months of Tally's life, um, I was home with Tally and Aaron oh, was wow. full-time working. What so was that like? It was amazing and I would never trade it for the world, but it was a very difficult time for me to try to start really kind of this business that had been more of an idea since 2010 and really trying to give that foundation when I'm with an infant all day. Yeah. Um, and then I'm expected to, by the time Erin quits working, have that foundation built and a business running by the time she quits in December. And I'm kind of sitting there going, I got to balance this all out. Do I try to sh- shoot on the weekends and just shoot inspiration stuff? And what happens if I'm shooting? You know, I, could, I couldn't shoot anything during the week. I right. could only shoot stuff on the weekend. So that was... Um, It was difficult, but whenever I think back on those moments, I never think about the stress or kind of what I had to do to make it work. I just think about all those, that, that really special time with Tally that I had. Yeah. Um, And I still think that gave us a really strong bond to this day. But if you can think back and think on the business side of things, like what were some of the things that you did almost like fitting it in the cracks between parenting. Like what were some of those things that allowed you to be the sole breadwinner in six months? Cause that's like quite a time crunch of like, let's make this happen in six months while like being the caretaker of an infant. Like what were, do you remember some of the things you kind of did to make that happen? Yeah. I mean, fortunately I was really well taken care of by the people that I had been shooting for. Um, I had a lot of referrals from past clients um, in the times that I had shot. I had I just had some really special weddings um, between 2010 and 2012. And a lot of that I credit to CJ's off the square, a really great venue in Franklin. Um, I credit 99% of where I am now because of CJ's because I shot so much for them and they were so encouraging and just were always telling me how much my work was, how special it was and how much they loved me that it really gave me that, you know, that adrenaline rush to keep going whenever I felt like I was burning out. Um, That's amazing. And so also because of that, I had some just incredible clients that were really giving me a lot of great referrals. So between that, you know, my website wasn't anything special but I kind of kept always pushing stuff and putting stuff on my blogs and submitting stuff, something I really don't ever do now, which I need to start submitting again. But whenever I had time and, you know, I'm a night owl. So whenever Tally and and Aaron would go to sleep, I'd be working, you know, and that was really, I just kind of, my brain would turn on into business mode once they went to sleep. So yeah, that was making it a lot easier. Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember like, were, were you able to, was like taking care of yourself in the middle of that season really hard? Like, did you ever sleep? Did, um, <laughs> did other things start suffering or do you, can you think back to like some of the, 
um, harder parts of that yeah, building with, season. It was it was hard. I mean, with Tally, um, I was up with Aaron almost every time, um, and so I didn't get a lot of sleep. And if I remember, she wasn't a great sleeper. Was that she your second daughter? She was not a great sleeper. Um, we had to let her, you know, well, we couldn't. We tried to do the cry it out, but we could only last about seven seconds before. Oh, we, yeah, it's impossible. <laughs> like, it's impossible. We couldn't do it. Um, and, and so, yeah, there was a lot of times where neither one of us would sleep through the night. Um, or I would be up late at night. And, I mean, it was, I would laugh about it because... I would be working for three or four hours on a wedding or on a shoot or working on my website or whatever it was, and not a sound, not a sound from that little kid. And then I'd finally get into bed, and it's like, oh, time to wake up. Yeah. It was just constant. I'm like, you got it. It's like they know. They totally know. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, so that was, you know, that those were really, those first, that first year was really, really difficult. With number two, everything was kind of we had a we had a kind of a game plan on what to do because we had been through it before, so it was a lot easier with Gwyneth. What was your game plan like? What what did you do differently? Since you know I only have one kid, like I sometimes I think about that of what would I do differently? Yeah, second time around. Well, number one, we had a system where I would take care of Tally at night, and Aaron would take care of Gwyneth. So. We knew that Tally was, Tally's an incredible sleeper now. Once she hit about two years old, she sleeps. She goes to bed at 7.30 and wakes up at 7.30. And she does not wake up in the middle of the night. So um, I knew that I was going to be getting better sleep. And Erin respected the fact that she wasn't working anymore. And that since I was the full-time worker, that 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 sleep was valuable for me. Um, And so she really took the reins with the baby with Gwyneth. Um... And that really helped me a lot. It sounds like you guys have a really good partnership of where you like respect the other role. The you like you both have been in each role, and so can respect different parts of of both. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's rare in a marriage. A lot of times, it's really hard figuring out how to manage all the different roles you have to fill at any different time. Yeah, it. Aaron is. Absolutely incredible. And she is very, very respectful because she's been there. Like she has been a very successful business person, as I said before. So she knows that when I'm in, like right before I came over here tonight, I had a senior portrait shoot for our babysitter. Um, And this girl is just the greatest. So I did her senior portraits, which I never do senior portraits, but I, I did them for her and she needed them by tomorrow. And I had it, I had not touched them, hadn't looked at them, anything. And so I said, Aaron, I got to lock myself in the office. I'm not coming out until, you know, until they're done. And I could hear my kids clawing at the door like gremlins, you know. And then I just, I could hear my wife in the back going like, you got to leave dad alone. He's working, you know. So, Aaron, that's not what you sound like. But she was, you know, but she, she knows, she knows when it's time for me to really get, like, I got to devote all my time to something that's valuable. She knows to, to respect that and to keep the kids out of my hair. But it's funny, you know, we're, we're very symbiotic, um, but we're so different. Mm. And, you know, there have been lots of arguments because 
I will get stressed out and say, I don't want anybody in my office. I got to be left alone. I don't want anybody to walk in. Um, and then Tally will walk in and I'll be like, hey, sweetie. And like, I'll like put her on my lap and show her what I'm doing and be like, you want to watch a show in here? Because I have a TV in the office. You're like, don't leave. I, I shoot kidding. myself Stay in here. the foot yeah. so many times. <laughs> um, but uh, I actually uh, worked out of the house for two years. Um, yeah, I, had an I remember office. you had like a co-working space or an office. I had an office in downtown Franklin that I had by myself. And then I had an office in Cool Springs that I was uh, with uh, two other guys. And it worked really, really well, but I'm very cheap. And so I was like, <laughs> I don't know why I'm paying this money when there's a perfectly good room in my house that I could be working at and saving this much money a month. Um, and so I started working from home. And, you know, it's been great. Like, I don't think that there has to be this mindset, especially like we're, we're in a very lucky position where we can be with our kids whenever we want. Oh my gosh. A hundred percent. It's such an amazing opportunity that a lot of people don't get to have working moms and working dads. Like we get to, we get to like go have lunch with our kids every day if we want to. And that's really special. Um, and so I have trained myself and my kids somewhat know that they know when something's important that I, that there's time when you can come in my office and hang out and there's times that you can't. And it's not like this solid rule of when the door is shut, you can't go in there. Um, and it's worked. I mean, it's not always perfect. There are definitely times where they're driving me absolutely crazy or Aaron's cleaning the house and she's like, I don't care what the kids do. If they come in and bother you, they're going to come in and bother you. Like, I can't deal with them right now. Um, like, sorry, not yeah, sorry. Yeah, but, like, it works. And I'm still able to get everything done that I need to get done. And somehow it's been it's been really great so far. And you're getting more sleep these days. Getting a lot more sleep, yep. A lot of times I, I – Aaron would probably hate that I say this out loud, but a lot of times I end up falling asleep in my office because I have a bed in there and I work so late. <laughs> But I don't think she's too mad about that because I snore really, really loud. So (laughs) she's probably fine with that. You know what's funny? I don't know how you feel about this. I don't know if you're like this. I don't take pictures of my kids. I need to be Not with my camera. I take so many with my phone. Yeah. But, like, I find myself, like, that's those are two totally, like, I, I look at my kids artistically all the time. Like, I'm always looking at how they dance or how they look at the light or see how the light falls on them. But I'm never like, oh, I got to go grab my camera and shoot this. Yeah. I, Isn't that I weird? Mean, I definitely take a ton of iPhone photos. Yeah. And I love having the – and I look back at them like days where Hudson's with his dad. I'll like flip through all the photos I've mm-hmm. taken on my phone. I'm just like, he's the best person ever. But, yeah, I, I don't often pull out my big contacts to Mm-mm. shoot him unless I have – Extra um, shots at the end of a wedding or something like that. So I shot a wedding two weeks ago, and I've got like five shots left on my contacts. And I haven't sent the film off yet because I've been like, I got to take pictures of the kids. But the weather has been so crappy. You're like, I'm waiting for the good light. I'm waiting. So I hope my bride's not listening to this because I haven't sent her film off yet. (laughs) (laughs) She won't know by the time that I publish it. Yeah. (laughs) She'll have them. I know you'll have them. 
I was just scanning before you got here because I was like, oh, I need to get previews out before the holidays, even though I didn't promise them, but I want them to have them. So oh, yeah. I'm at least get something out. You got to do those Christmas pictures before. Oh, my goodness. Well, I'm also curious... You know, a lot of times we talk about the hard parts of parenting and how that coincides with running a business, but what are some of the things that you have um, learned from being a dad or ways that you've grown into this next version of Brandon Chesbro? Like, how has have the lessons of being a father translated into either running a business or how you photograph people? Mm. Well... It definitely changes your whole output on you're not just taking care of yourself. I mean, because even yeah. when you're married, um, you know, if we didn't have our kids, Aaron would be working. So, and that's not because she has to. It's because she loves, she is a businesswoman by, you know, she loves it. So, you know, it, it, you are like, I am taking care of three other humans. And that, you know, it's, if I'm not working my butt off, we're not putting food on the table. And so that's like the the first thing that comes to mind. Um, so it like changes the fire that you put behind the business or the drive that you have. Yeah. To make things happen. Mm-hmm. You know, secondly, it's a teaching moment for my kids. You know, I want them to know that, you know, we're very much against entitlement. We're very much against, you know, getting stuff without working for it. And so we really try to teach them, you know, that, they have to give something up to get something, whether that means their time or their energy. Um, you know, the, the things that you get in life aren't free and you have to work towards it. And so that's why a lot of times I will let Tally sit on my lap and watch me edit because I want her to see this is what daddy does. Daddy takes pictures of people getting married and that helps us to eat food. Yeah. And, I'll, and I'll tell them, I'll remind them when we're sitting down and eating, do you remember that? That, that bride that I showed you, they paid me money to be able to sit so we can sit here and eat dinner. And that also comes when, you know, we're at the toy store or at Target or whatever and she wants something and I go, you know, we can't get this because daddy has to get another wedding <laughs> in order to, you know, help you to do this or, or you can work towards this in order for us to get this for you. And it's, you know, they're, they're really, they're really good about that for the most part. <laughs> That's awesome. That's a yeah. lesson I don't often think about teaching to Hudson because like a lot of times I'll feel, I can tend to feel guilty when I am working. Like I'll put him to bed and sometimes he'll kind of act out these scenarios. He's like, no mommy, I have to work. Cause he knows <laughs> that like after I put him to bed, a lot of times I go and work and be like, yeah. no mommy, I'm like working right yeah. now. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't know how to feel about that. Like, if I should feel bad or if I should feel, like, good that you're, like, excited about working. Oh, that's but, good. Um, no, but I think that's that's so awesome that you're like, yeah, it, working hard is what turns into this. It's not just things just appear out of nowhere. Yeah. It's an amazing lesson to yeah, teach. Yeah, and, and it, it took a while for them to understand that. And they still, you know, they're kids. Like, they're, they're little kids. Like, they still we'll walk into a toy store every time and ask us to buy him something. I mean that, but that's how I was when I grew up. Yeah. I was just like, please, I want everything all the time. But, <laughs> but at the same time, there have just been these little lessons that it's just, it's so amazing, isn't it? Raising like a little human and seeing them start to like do things that you've taught them. And, you know, like Tally and Gwyneth both will 
take their plates to the sink afterwards. And I'm like, you're five and three years old and you know, they don't ask, we don't have to ask them. We don't have to, they just do it. And I'm like, we've done this. We've done it. We've done it. We are parents. Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> and it's you, awesome. You are parents. You're you know? teaching lessons. Yeah. And they took their candy and sold it to the dentist from Halloween because they wanted cash instead of candy. That's like pretty awesome. Oh my gosh. I would have kept the candy for sure. That's amazing. <laughs> this year for how, well, we've done it a couple years now. We do reverse trick or treating. I kind of just make up bullshit holidays <laughs> to pass the time. Mm-hmm. But the day before Halloween, we did reverse trick-or-treating where I put him in the wagon and we took a whole bunch of Halloween candy and we anyone we passed on the street, we gave them candy. That is We're amazing. Like, this is reverse trick-or-treating, which means you get candy. And Hudson would just like give candy out to people. And, and he was fine. Oh, he, he was loved fine with it. it. He, he understood loved it. giving out candy to people and seeing how happy they were. Did they did did he get to trick or treat as well? Oh, on yeah. actual Halloween? Okay. Yeah, he did. But I think I ate all of his candy. No. <laughs> like you don't need all that candy. Oh my gosh. I did the Kimmel thing to Tally a couple <laughs> years ago. And I'll never do anything like that to her again. It, oh, bro- no. it broke her to the core. Wait, what did you do? That have you seen the Jimmy Kimmel where like the it's the YouTube videos where the parents eat all the candy <laughs> and they tell their kids. Yeah. So I took all the candy out of the wrappers, put the wrappers you all over the coffee like table. You all of it. She was so sad, and I put an oh. apple. I put an apple in her bucket, and I was like, I, I felt so guilty. So I put an apple in there for you, and she was not having it. She was. So, she <laughs> so, was. Horrified. Oh, it was awful. It was awful. But yeah, but Tally and Gwyneth both have such giving hearts. Like That's I mean, I mean, like what I saw, with, like what you said with Hudson, they were just as happy standing inside. And, giving the candy to kids as they were trick-or-treating. They love that stuff. I love that you had that, like, six-month period where Aaron was working and you were home with with Tally. Um, do you feel like that has... Do you feel like there's a different empathy that you gained from that experience? Or, like, how... Do you feel like that strengthened you and Aaron now that you've kind of switched roles? Or what are some takeaways from that? period of time this bourbon is strong well i guess i'll i guess i'll sit do you say the bourbon is strong? <laughs> <laughs> foolproof baby okay so i haven't mentioned this aaron in the last three months has become a realtor that's amazing yeah so she's been doing a lot of uh real estate stuff with my sister they started a business doing it and they're oh, killing that's it awesome. so i've kind of gone back a little bit into that because yeah. there will be times where i might be in the middle of editing a wedding and Aaron will stick her head in the door and say, hey, I just found out I got to show a house in an hour. Yeah. So you got the kids. Now, our kids do go to school Monday and Wednesday, which makes okay. things a lot easier. Those are like our big heavy-duty work days. And Tally will start kindergarten next year. Mm-hmm. Which okay. I refuse to believe that will actually okay. happen. Okay, sorry. But I shouldn't have said that. Yeah. So, um, so, yeah, Monday and Wednesday, we really, like, I'm, I am – Working you both my, hammer through that work. Is, those are like our crazy work days. Yeah. And then Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, uh, you know, we're usually kind of a little bit, you know, I'm in the office, which is our front room of our house. Mm-hmm. Um, I try to keep that on a schedule from 9 to 5. Okay. So at 5 o'clock, I'm out with my family. Because that's one thing that we struggled with for a long time is I would... 
you know, I would kind of come out and hang out with the family and then I would go do this and that. And I, you know, let's go to the zoo today and let's go do this and let's go do that. And then all of a sudden I would get home and it's four 30 and Aaron's making dinner and I'm going, okay, well I, I, I have to get this done. Like I gotta get this done tonight. And so that would cause a lot of friction. And so now I really try to, to try to keep it like after five o'clock I'm with my family and it's family time. And we try my hardest from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. to not be out in the house. We kind of have a we kind of have a saying that when daddy's in his office, it's it's like he's gone, like he's not here. Mm. So if if there's that time, like I talked about earlier, the kids can definitely come in every once in a while. We try to keep that outside. So with Aaron getting her job, um, that's really shifted things a lot. Since since we've kind of had these kind of guidelines, so now if she if she decides that she needs to show a house, we just kind of have that communication where, hey, I've got to go show a house. What do you need to get done today? Um, because all we kind of shift that to when I get home, we'll add that hour to either, you know, after five or she knows I'm working on that at night and we're not spending time together at night. So that's kind of how we've kind of moved those things around. Yeah, um, that's awesome. Yeah. And it sounds like you're your both question, pretty but. comfortable with like the flexibility yeah. of that. But like having a routine has also really helped you getting things done. Yeah. Having those set working hours and set mm-hmm. so everyone knows what to expect. Yeah. And I just, I mean, I am not a good business person at all. I don't think that's true at all. No, I'm really, I'm really <laughs> not. I'm really not. But. I'm, I'm really, modesty. well, but I'm really efficient. So like when I edit a wedding, I'll edit a, I'll edit a wedding in a day. <laughs> I'm struggling with this gingerbread man. Is it, is it really stale? And harder than I thought it was. Or is it just be. hard? It's good. It's from Trader Joe's. Um, no, that's actually really, really good. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> um, I haven't had a cookie like that in a long time. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't been to Trader Joe's in like a year. Is this from Trader Joe's? Yeah. Aaron went there yesterday and couldn't even get in the parking lot because it was so nuts. It's crazy. It's crazy all the time. I go just to buy their holiday garlands mm-hmm. because they're like $7. All their holiday stuff is incredible. I know. Um. Okay, what was I saying about... <laughs> uh, I forget. I completely lost my train of thought, but that's okay because this gingerbread cookie is so good. <laughs> Fucking unbelievable. <laughs> mm. Um. Oh, I'm efficient. I can edit a <laughs> wedding really fast. <laughs> you know, like I keep track of money really well. Um, there aren't like certain days that I'm like, okay, today's my financial day. So like I'm going through all my books and all my receipts. I, I just kind of do that as I'm, I put it in right when I spend it. Yeah. Uh, Um, so there isn't like these times where I'm like, Hey, Aaron, I need today to do this. Um, because the way I work is just kind of, I have this kind of flow. Yeah. I kind of have this. Yeah. But it works for you. Yeah. It works really well for me. Um, like I know that at the end of when I'm done editing a wedding, the next day I'm submitting it. So, or I'm submitting it shortly after that. So there isn't like a set day during the week where I'm like, okay, today I'm, I'm submitting 
five weddings and this is my submitting day or whatever. Now I say that I haven't submitted a wedding in like over a year, but usually that's the case. Um, I will talk to my client about when they want their album done. Um, and, and then I kind of wait on them to pick out their photos for their album. And when they do, usually that day that they send me the email that says, Hey, our album's done. I just do their album right away. So I, I don't have these like specific schedules of, I'm not really, I'm not really built that way. I'm way more kind of like, what are we doing today? I make a schedule for that day instead of a schedule for the week. Because usually when I make a schedule for the week, there's no way I'm going to do it. Because I make, I get, Erin always gets mad at me because she's like, don't make a list because you always make your list five times longer than it would, than it's realistic. Because I have all these goals. I'm like, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. Um, So it's better if I make lists for the day. That's how I work. Yeah, that makes total sense. And I think knowing yourself and knowing how you work best is so important, especially when you have kids and it feels like your time is so much more precious Mm because you do want to spend that time with your kids. Mm -hmm. And I definitely, again, like what I said earlier, like one of the great things about what we do is I can have a zoo day with the kids. Like I can take a Wednesday off and take my kids to the zoo and I can also wake up one morning and tell Erin that I want her to have a day off and go do whatever she wants to do. And I'll be at home with the kids or I'll take them to the zoo by myself and she can go do whatever she wants, which she always gets mad at me because she says, yeah, doing whatever I want means going to the grocery store. <laughs> that, that's her day off. But um, without the kids. Mm-hmm. Um, but Yeah. But- why is grocery shopping so hard with kids? Can I be honest with you? Yeah. Aaron always gets I think it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> but but she gets she's like, no, 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 it's not fun. I don't enjoy it. <laughs> it's well, let me say it's not fun, it's just not as difficult. But that's, because, with candy but that's because but that's because I'm not secret? that's because I'm not with them all the time. So to me, for they're probably more happy because it's a like a fun trip out with dad. With Aaron, it's like yeah, it's the same old thing. We can just drive her nuts while we're out at the store. They they want to drive her crazy. <laughs> we actually had a really great uh, grocery store trip today. Although, like, I feel like anytime it's getting colder or like almost Thanksgiving or Christmas, I'm like, I don't know why I tried to come to Kroger today. This is crazy. Mm-mm. Um, so if you were to give advice to someone who was maybe their new parent, they're starting their business, or maybe they're just getting into wedding photography. Like, can you look back and identify mile markers where you're like, this really helped me get to where I am today or this or, I mean, one Mm. of the themes I see for sure is like networking and relationships, but like, Mm. what are some of the things that you, um, are like, yeah, this is my best advice. What I got out, got for you. So as far as being able to grow and have a really, really successful business. From a wedding photographer stance, I would say definitely meet planners, work with planners, get to know planners, bribe planners. <laughs> <laughs> bribe them. Is that uh, why you brought bourbon to me? Yeah, I'm not yeah. a planner, but no, it's a pretty uh, good bribe. No, when I say bribe, I mean, you know, bribe them with, support and you know 
it, it's amazing how quickly my business started going up when I would get all my photo, when I'd be done with a wedding and I would immediately blast that out to all my vendors. It was like night and day, how much, how much my business started growing because all of them were, it, instead of your Instagramming by yourself, you got 20 other people Instagramming your images, um, and tagging you. Um, so that's like kind of like the, the main, like the, the physical, like immediate thing. But more than that, I think really what really helped my business a lot was not caring. And I told you this before we started, like not caring so much about, oh my gosh, are my pictures good? Are my pictures good enough? Are my pictures like this person's? Are my pictures, am I ever going to be as good as Jose Villa? You know, like, I mean, I, I got to this point where I was just so happy with my images And I think that once I started becoming content with what I was shooting, um, and I don't mean content like complacent, I mean like I loved my images. Once I started getting to that point, then I just felt like it was like organic. My work just started, I started getting more weddings. And I don't know if that confidence was, you know, metaphysical or like it's just, it just, everything was good. And like, because I knew that and I, I embraced that, like it just happened for me. But, um, whenever I would feel myself feeling like negative and like, oh, my weddings suck, my weddings aren't good. I feel like it just got cold and stale and people weren't wanting to work with me. It was just weird how that worked. So I'm not saying that if you love your images, you're automatically going to get like 35 weddings a year, but it just, that's really helped me. And even if, even on slow times when I don't get as many weddings, I'm just happy. Like I'm happy with my work. And so I don't struggle with like, the fear of not getting weddings because I just know that it's not because of me. It's not because of my work. It's not because of my work ethic. Cause I know that I'm putting out good stuff and I know that I'm working hard. Um, so yeah, that'd that's be my great. advice. Isn't it so funny how, how things that, um, aren't as concrete, like the energy that we have behind something or the positivity or negativity towards our own work, like how that can you like sense it, Oh, yeah. Stopping things up. Totally. And it's such a clear difference, too, from one to the other. And in Nashville, especially, because there's so many talented people out there. And it's so easy to find yourself comparing yourself to to other, you know, whether it's music or or wedding or fashion or lifestyle, whatever it is, I'll find myself looking at other people's work and going like, oh, my gosh, they're so good. Like, is that... I mean, that's what I used to be like. And now, you know, this is a quick story, but I had a client in the spring of this year. I've been shooting weddings for 10 years now. I've never had a client dislike their images. And this client wrote me this long email afterwards, and they just, like, couldn't. They they were, like, we're just so disappointed with our images. And I sat there, and, like, I mean, I I was reading the email, like, with a smile on my face. You know, and I mean, of course I felt like I felt terrible, you know, and I wanted to make them happy, but I was just sitting there going, it's not me. Like, I know, I mean, I love these images. Like these images are so good. And I went back through them and I was just like, I mean, I remember when I was looking through them, I was just so happy. And so it almost like gave me joy when I was like writing them back going like, Hey, what can we do? Like, let's go through these again and like figure out if, 
we need to rescan them or we need to do different edits or whatever and let's figure it out. And we ended up, you know, it ended up being that they were like, they wrote me like two emails later and they're like, well, we really actually love all these images, but there's like this one set that we didn't like. And I was like, okay, see, now, like, we're starting to get... And Isn't it, that so funny? The, yeah. <laughs> like, trying to get to the heart of it. Yeah. And it took, like, three or four emails to get there. But if I would have, like, three years ago, that would have broke me. Like, I would have been, like, done. Like, I, I don't know if I could have gone forward from that. At least it would have definitely stunted me from wanting to shoot another wedding. I would have been really worried about right. my next wedding. And so I would have been so stressed out my next wedding that it would have, like, reset me. Well, and I'm sure that that was why you were smiling is because you recognize that within yourself of, I'm at a place that I feel so good about my work and who I am in my life that this one email, I can separate from it and mm-hmm. say, this is not me. Yeah. This is something else going on in this person's life. Yeah. And then just being able to be, like, excited about that for yourself because that's amazing. Totally. Like, a lot of people never get there. And it ended up, like, that there was so much stuff. I mean, you know, there was job losses and all this personal stuff that was going on around that. of course. And, again, like, I'm not, you know, I'm not by any means saying, like, oh, my pictures are just phenomenal. And you know what? If you don't like them, F you. (laughs) Um, but you know, cause I, I, cause I will do anything, you know, to make sure that my clients are happy and that they, I I said this in the email that I want to do everything I can to please my clients and make sure that they love their pictures. But there's certain things that they don't understand technically about light and color and all that stuff. And on top of that, there's also like, sometimes you just don't like how you look at images and and so i was able to i was able to just look up past that so quick and beyond all that i know how i shoot i know how i've been how i've been shooting and how i've evolved for 10 years and i just love the images and so i'm like i know that this is consistent and and i didn't have to feel how i would have felt 3 years ago with that so that's been my anyways full circle back to my big advice you know, learn to love what you're shooting. And if you don't love what you're shooting, that's okay. Like, but you want to, you want to try to challenge yourself to get to a point where you really, really love your work. Don't, don't ever get to a point where you don't want to challenge yourself. I mean, I I still want to challenge myself. I'd love to be able to shoot. Like, I'm, are you going to see Annie Lebowitz? Yes. Are you going? I am. So like, she is like my idol. Yeah. So she's like my idol, you know? Totally different from what we do. Oh my gosh, yeah. But, but like, I would, lo- I mean, are you kidding? I would love to shoot with a freaking phase one on strobes in a studio. Oh in, my gosh, with yeah. A, with a freaking tank. Can you make it a goal to try to get a picture with her? Oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, Winkly. for sure. I, I actually, I was actually thinking about that today because I got. If you don't include me in it, I will be very angry. Well, I got the ticket with like the signed copy and I'm in the second row. And I was like, of course, yeah. I, wonder no, this, <laughs> I wonder if this comes with some kind of like, like I can I meet her? Can we go out for a drink after? <laughs> can I just jump up on the stage? We're best friends now, right? Yeah, seriously. <laughs> no. Um, but like she is an idol of mine, totally different from any kind of style that I shoot. But I love that work and I would love to challenge myself to do that. And I've, I've shot that way a couple times with strobes and stuff. 
And I mean, it's total shit. <laughs> but really, no, I love it. I well, no, so like when I've tried to shoot that way, like it's it's awful. But <laughs> like that's a challenge that I have, um, and so I have gotten to the point with my wedding photography that I love what I shoot. Like I I get my images back, and I'm I'm really happy with them, and there's contentment and joy, and so that's I f- I feel like once you kind of claim that. And you claim like my work is good, like that you're gonna that power that you have from that, it will resonate to your clients for sure. Like when you sit down in a meeting, and you know that your work is good, you're gonna get that client. Yeah. Like when you know your work is good, when you know your pricing is your pricing for a reason. Yeah. When you know all those things. Yeah, totally. Like you know, like you know what you're worth, and you know not to go under a certain number. Like you're going to, you're, you're either going to get that client for sure, or they're not made for you. Like you don't want to be shooting that wedding. Last question. And I had it on the tip of my tongue and now I'm going to have to think about it for a second. What's your favorite bourbon? What's your favorite bourbon? (laughs) Weller. It's right in front of me. It is really freaking good. Or no, I had the other one. That one was good too. That's the nightcap. Do you like scotch? I had a client bring me back Ron Swanson's favorite scotch from Scotland. Is it real? Ron yeah, Swanson's favorite scotch? it's real. I'm buying a bottle of that for my wife for Christmas. It was so I got good. her to start watching Parks I've already watched Parks and Rec all the way through once. You watched it And we're it going to the second time, and she's watching it. It's just the best show ever. I kind of love that all my clients are buying me whiskey and bourbon at this point mm-hmm. in my career. Well, now I know what I'm sending you for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's happening. <laughs> awesome. Any last final thoughts or... Um, do you still have that, Mamiya, and can I buy it back from you? I do still have it. The shutter's broken, no. and I will sen- sell it back to you, but you'll have to replace the shutter. No. May she rest in pieces. But she is still there and looks She's great. a beaut. She's beautiful. Yeah, she's I remember beautiful. about three or four months after I sold that camera to you, Oh, you tried to get it at, back from me. I was me. looking at your images and I was like, oh my gosh. Like, those are, so, why did I sell that? You're like, shit. I'm like, damn, it's just that damn camera. It's, I mean, I should have been shooting because it's all about the camera. It's not about the photographer at all. <laughs> that was a joke. <laughs> your pictures are so good. What camera do you use? <laughs> when they... You can't understand because it's medium form and we're so much better than you. Just kidding. Brandon, thanks for coming and sitting on my porch. Of course. And talking about life and business. I after. hope that you can edit this together to make sense. Because <laughs> <laughs> I rambled a lot. It was so good. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs>